turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Dear friends in Christ, it was 247 years ago that this coming Tuesday we would celebrate an anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. It was a day in which those 13 colonies had decided that they were going to break from their motherland and begin their new journey as an independent nation. And it certainly wasn't an easy decision. We know it was agonizing because it not only meant that they were breaking away from their authority, but also it was marking the beginning of an all-out war with England. And it was such a momentous occasion that John Adams had written a letter to his wife. And he says, it'll be the most memorable in the history of America. I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of the continent to the other, from this time forth forever more. And you will think me transported with enthusiasm, my wife, but I'm not. I'm well aware of the toil and blood and treasure that it will cost to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. And yet, through all the gloom, I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is worth more than all the means. It was a wonderful day. The people were unshackled. They had independence. They had freedom. And these are concepts that our founding fathers stood for. And this is what America was started from as immigrants from Europe came to these shores to escape religious persecution and to be able to worship freely, even as we do today. Everyone wants to be free. No one wants to be bound and shackled, imprisoned, or in bondage. In our worship this morning, we celebrate that day when America made its first step toward religious and political freedom. And a lot of those freedoms that were fought for, we find that they're perhaps even slipping away today. In many cases, it seems that there may be even less freedom than there was 247 years ago. Well, has the same happened to us as Christians? Are you walking in freedom Or are you being weighted down by chains in your life? Instead of looking back at the meaning of America's Declaration of Independence, let's look at the meaning of another more important Declaration of Independence. That revolution that was instituted by Jesus Christ. That was in order to free us from the bondage of sin, the laws, the the shame, the bondage of ourself, and also the bondage of Satan. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says this, For freedom Christ has set us free. 
Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. America had declared itself independent from England. And according to God's word, all of us who are believers in Christ, well, we declare ourselves free from the law and all the sin and shame that it reveals. We know that every one of us was born in slavery. We were born in bondage to evil. And from our first days, we can't help but sin against God. As King David reminded us, he said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. But Jesus is the one who has set us free. He's done that, and he's paid the full price for our sins, buying us from our bondage that we had, giving us freedom with his own precious blood, Blood that's more precious than even gold and silver. Romans 8, 1 affirms that. Paul says, There's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The fact is that we've been freed means more than salvation and a trip to heaven. It means being free from the bondage of guilt and shame. How many Christians today you know, trust in Christ and what he's done for them on the cross but they still suffer day to day from that guilt and shame. Why? Well, because they've submitted again to that yoke of slavery. Why do a number of persons trust in Christ only to suffer with continued guilt and shame? Well, if that's the case for you, let me ask you three questions. First, have you confessed and given up your sin? Whatever that is in particular. Have you sought reconciliation from those you have sinned against? And third, do you trust that Christ's blood is valuable enough to pay for your sins? Well, if those answers are yes, then there's no reason to be under the bondage of guilt and shame. Those are lies from Satan. He's the one who wants us to accept that we're not good enough, that we haven't done enough good for God. The devil tries to claim that you know, we're bad and evil, and we always will be. Well, instead, we should listen to the truth of God's word. That word to us. We should listen to God's word, his declaration of independence. What is that? For freedom, Christ has set us free. And we know that. Notice that that verb is in the past tense. Jesus has done it for us already. And the Lord himself, he declared, if the Son, Jesus, sets you free, you will be free indeed. You've been set free. Receive what the Word says and not what your feelings say. Secondly, this morning, we need a declaration of independence from ourself. No matter how hard we try, we're in bondage to our selfish desires. Someone might say, well, my natural desire is to just uh, tend to sleep instead of getting up for worship on that Sunday, perhaps. Or, yeah, I, I yell at my annoying neighbors. Or I please whatever physical desires that my body calls upon. I might help someone if really it's good for me. Because maybe I might get some favor from them. Or because people think good of me. Do you see that all of those statements are really selfish motivations? You see, so many begin 
with the freedom from the guilt and shame of breaking the law. People who are truly free, and they found salvation in Christ alone, because we know that's the only way. But then they don't take the next step, freedom of the flesh. They go on to live the life before they were freed by Christ. Their thinking is like this. This is fantastic. You know, I get a free ticket to heaven. Jesus paid it all for me, and now I can live my life without guilt and and do whatever I want with the assurance that I'm going to go to heaven when I die. But what is that? That's a worldly Christian. It's a person who has received Christ, only to throw away their new life in Christ into the garbage. Jesus is the one who freed us from the law and sin so that we could live a different life, to give glory to him and not ourselves, and also to care for one another, as that video had shared earlier. He freed us so we could be servants. Paul reminds us, you were called to freedom. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That love, that selfless love, that agape love, as we call it, it's only found when we're free from ourselves, And it's found only in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because agape love is God's love. It's pure. So how do we gain freedom from our self-centered lives? Well, listen to what Paul has to say. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He also says this, So you also must consider yourselves freed from dead to sin, excuse me, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So what does consider yourselves really mean? Well, according to Ellen Wiersbe, he says that it means to put to one's account. It means how you think about yourself. It simply means to believe that what God says in his word is truly real in your life. You know, Paul doesn't tell his readers to feel as if they're dead to sin or even to understand it fully but to act on God's word and claim it for themselves. You see, it's a matter of faith that results in action. It's like, you know, perhaps endorsing a check. You know, if we really believe that money is in the checking account, you know, we will sign our name and we'll collect the money. It's not claiming a promise, but it's acting on a fact. God doesn't command us to be dead to sin. He tells us that we are dead to sin, and we are alive to Christ. Then he commands us to act on it. And even if we don't act on it, the facts are still true. What are those facts? It's you and I have been freed from sin. We've received God's Spirit. We have the promise of eternal life. And so we no longer must obey ourselves, but to obey the Holy Spirit. So set your minds on the things of the Spirit. Fill your minds with God's Word. Fill your minds with God's thoughts. Spend time with Him in intimate prayer. You know, throughout the day, ask yourself, what would God have me to do? Seek His direction and will.
Finally, we can declare our independence from Satan. You remember what John Adams had written to his wife in that letter? You know, it would be a, a day not only of celebration, but it would be the beginning of a great struggle. And so it proved to be. On that day that the Declaration of Independence was signed, the colonies, they were facing an invading force, of, which was led by a British general, Howe. They would eventually amount to 55,000 men who had come across to Staten Island. And the months ahead, they proved horrendous. But they also proved miraculous time and time again. As the British were well ahead and favored in battles, but we know things happened that Americans, we had the victory. Because of what Jesus has done for us, Satan can't stand against us. That's not to say that we won't be attacked or persecuted or even tempted by him. We know that. When you were freed by Christ, you became enemy number one of the devil. He'll do whatever he has in his means to destroy you or I. But the only way that he can bring any of us to destruction is if we're to believe his lies, his deception, and refuse to trust in the promises of God. Satan knows that one of the best ways to make a Christian really fail is through discouragement. He puts thoughts in your minds. Oh, you're worthless. You can't do anything right. You're a terrible Christian. You can't help but sin. You'll fail no matter what you do. You don't have a chance. All the work you do is for nothing. The devil wants us to believe that we don't have any value and we can't function as a child of God and that we're just a hopeless case. He's the one who tells us that you know, these lies that are really from him You know, if we believe them, we fall right into his hands and we become what he says we are. He says we sin because that's what we should do. So what do we do when we're attacked in this way by Satan? Well, we listen to the truth. We listen to what our true identity is according to God. And that is, I am a child of God. I'm Christ's friend. I'm a new creation. I'm righteous and holy because of him. I'm chosen of God, holy and dearly loved. I'm a saint. I'm God's workmanship, his handiwork, born anew to do his work because of Jesus Christ. All these statements and many more that we find in the Bible are completely true of us as believers in Christ. You can't deny it because it's God's word. It's true. And it's spoken to you and me. We're not a slave to sin, but we're free to serve God and his will. You have every right to be a child of God. You've been bought with the most costly thing in the universe. You know it. It's Christ's blood. His life was given for you. So whenever you feel discouraged or oppressed or feeling unworthy, then remember that you are his in Jesus. Tell Satan off. Say, get behind me, like Jesus had spoken those words even to Peter. And praise God for what he's done for you. Jesus is the one who says the truth will set you free. So receive that truth from God's word and repeat that truth. 
None of us has to live under the bondage of Satan's lies. This coming Tuesday, we're going to hopefully have a wonderful celebration. A celebration of independence. There's going to be a lot of eating and parades and games and recreation and fireworks. We know that. But every one of you as a child of the King Jesus, you have even a greater reason to celebrate. For you declare that you're independent today from that law of sin and guilt, from that bondage to ourself, and from the oppression of Satan. Why? Because we've been freed by the blood of Christ. So let's celebrate, folks. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen.